Welcome everyone to the Fresh Off The Screen Podcast. This is your bi-weekly podcast where two siblings get together to talk about all things relating to film, television, sometimes music, and a sprinkle of video games. If you want to support the show, please follow, subscribe, comment, rate, and all that social media mumbo-jumbo. We also have our social media channels in the description below. I am one of your co-hosts, Aman Aman, also known as Aman. And on the other end, we have the one that needs no adaptation, Harvey. <laughs> What's up, Harvey? <laughs> yeah, needs no adaptation. That's fully correct. That's absolutely correct. I um, actually don't know. What was adapted recently? <laughs> I think it was some, some oh, reason that that stuck in my brain. I want to talk about an adaptation and I'm not happy. Uh, well, actually, before we get to the adaptation... Good... I mean, yeah. we should, before we get to the adaptation, I I should let you know that I finished Immortal Phoenix Rising. Rising, like I'm I'm done with the game. Are you I serious? Complete it. Yep. What I the hell? It. No. <laughs> I have no idea how, but I actually finished the game within like 15 hours or so, rather than I think it's supposed to take like 20 hours ish normally. Um, Wait, how many hours? It's supposed to take like 20 hours to complete the main story. Yeah. And I guess like maybe just the way I was playing or whatever, I was kind of I was done around like 15 hours ish. And it was because like I was I was doing like some of the side stuff, but I don't know. After a while, I just kind of like I just wasn't finding the side stuff as fun, and I was oh, just okay. more into the story. I'm, I just want to know what happens next. I want to like obviously I'm not going to reveal all the stuff, but like yeah. I was like, okay, what happens next? What happens with this god, this person? Like I want to know all that stuff. So I kept going, and all of a sudden I was like, I got to a point where they're like, oh, by the way, when you go to the next part, this is like towards the end. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Do, do what you need to do, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> well, I'm yeah. at the end. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll, I'll make a save point and I'll go do the last part. And, yeah. you know, if I'm not, if, you know, like just have a save point there so I can go back. And mm. like, yeah, I went and did that part and I was finished. I'm like, okay, I mean, I guess we're done. <laughs> See, I'm at that part right now. I'm doing everything else except going to that part because I've yeah. done all of that. But um, my hours are probably around 85. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's how you're supposed to. Like, I feel like you're supposed to enjoy that game and take your time with it. Yeah, like I don't, I don't want to rush through it. In fact, the, the reason I'm not rushing through the end is because I really want to savor it, you know, yeah. as it were um but yeah no it's time i actually do finish it but 15 hours man that has to be a record i i, I don't think it is but like it, it definitely took me a surprise because i've played a lot of ubisoft games and usually you don't finish in 15 hours or so but mm. i like it was weird because i think i i, I like this is obviously a, like an issue of you know a very first world problem in a way because uh i have like a ps5 of my pc and i have my switch and there was like a lot of games that I have on my PS5 that I haven't started playing or I'm playing or I, I want to mm. get to. Uh, same with the Switch, same with the PC. So I think there was a part of me that's like, okay, I need to get through Immortal so I can start playing this other game that I'm excited about. You know, and oh. I think that's why I kept pushing through it. And I totally yeah, get your yeah. point of view because you have your Switch, right? And there's only specific games that you enjoy. And this is like one of those games that kind of comes under the category. So for you, it's like, yeah, I'm going to take my sweet ass time to kind of finish this game. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's such a relaxing thing and um even though i have games that i really need to finish yeah like zelda or mario odyssey or any of those things um for me like i'm i'm enjoying the way this game is set up like even though it's a blatant blatant copy of zelda oh yeah breath of the wild it, it is but still i will still take it because it's just it, it feeds into my mythology sort of um obsession but um but yeah no i think i just i just like enjoying it i just like letting loose and not worry about it i think that's interesting actually you just kind of named three games that you haven't finished and you put in a lot of hours so that's kind of interesting because it's like almost like a weird psychological (laughs) thing that you just don't if you enjoy a game you just don't want it to end so you're just like finding ways to like not end it i think that's what it is (laughs) 
Well, you know, come to the Padcap podcast for the movies thing. Uh, stay for the psychological uh, yeah. analysis. Um, not not bad actually. That is that is pretty true. I don't like ending things. Yeah. Um, which is why I probably I think books are the only ones where I don't mind it. But in saying that, I have sometimes peaked at the ending of a book. Oh my god! Sometimes. You're one of those people. Like, why would you do that? That's like the one whole of point of the people. <laughs> You just want to know it's gonna go the way you want it to go, because otherwise you don't want to go any fifth forward with it. I don't. Well, I know that makes no sense to people. Some people. <laughs> well, talking about psychological issues, we should definitely talk about Jupiter's legacy. I feel like this is a perfect oh segue So I had to kind of like end the conversation and move into that. But like, I mean, wait, did you watch it? Have you? I, watched I've watched. I, I've watched Jupiter's Legacy. It has also already been canceled by Netflix, and yes. rightfully so. But like, I will. I will let you. I'll actually like you know what I'll just kind of give a brief introduction in terms of what the show is. Mm. Um, it's basically based off of a comic book series. I forgot Mark Millar. Well, who the publisher is like Mark what, Millar. It's Millar Millar World. It's uh, the Mark okay. Millar guy. Yeah. Okay, so it's like yeah, so it's like like obviously it's not it doesn't come under any of the DC or Marvel camps, but it's like based off of like a separate comic book series, and yeah, they just converted that into a TV show. It's basically about this world where superheroes exist and they came mm-hmm. to be at a very specific time like obviously again like i'm trying my best not because it is still a show that's mm-hmm. very new mm-hmm. i'm obviously not gonna try to reveal too much but basically these like they're superheroes there everyone knows about superheroes uh they're like they have like this celebrity status in a way like uh you know not not in that in a very cw studio kind of kind of way but like very much like yeah they're like celebrities people know about them and then a lot of them are trying to get into an academy to be a superhero in the future basically this is kind of the world that's the world superheroes exist and yeah, there's like this group of superheroes that are fighting evil and a lot of weird stuff happens along the way. So that's mm-hmm. just the overall overview of the whole thing. That's mm-hmm. if you, that's enough for you to kind of go watch it, go check it out. Otherwise, you know, stick around and just listen to why you shouldn't watch it and probably watch something <laughs> else. See, my problem is I read, I read reviews that, that didn't outwardly say it's crap, but they ca- called out everything else. They called out makeup they called out costumes they called out the weird fake beards which you could see in the trailers they they made such a big deal about it that i mean not that i was very excited to watch it in the first place but i think one thing stuck with me and i don't i don't know whether that was you or somebody else who said that they said this is the superhero version of this is us (laughs) and that has stuck with me because i don't like shows like that we watch superhero movies because they bring you a level of out-of-body experience, right? Something that we're not going to deal with every single day. This is Us is very realistic. It's what families are dealing with every single day. Do I want to see families dealing with the same, uh, superhero families dealing with the same thing? Not really. If it's done like Invincible, maybe. But Invincible is like one bright flower in the sea of whatever this is. Yeah. So I, I, so I was not really keen. And then I started reading the rep- reports about all the cancellations. Yeah. And while, of course, it's, it's sad and it looks like there's de- decent material, I, I don't understand how Netflix could have failed so massively in putting this together. Yeah, it's, it's weird because it's like it, it has moments where it looks very high budget and low budget at the same time. And I was like, I just don't get what's so, happening. So I read something the other day. So apparently Netflix never got along very well with either the showrunner or whoever that was. Okay. Who wanted a budget of, my memory is not correct, maybe $12 million per episode. Okay, wow. Netflix finally capped him at $9 million per episode. 
However, the show still ran over budget. <laughs> and um, they had issues with like the artistic stuff. So then they fired that guy and got a new person in who had to reshoot some older episodes. So this feels like the Warner Brothers DC sort of problem that yeah. somehow panned here because they didn't get the right showrunner. It's not like Netflix can't do it, right? Netflix Netflix pulled The Witcher. Yeah. Shadow and Boyne. Um, two of probably the best known adaptations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also doing Sandman soon, and I'm sure that will be amazing. And uh, so, Sweet Tooth, which I'll talk about in a bit. Sweet Tooth, exactly. So they've done they've done a good job. So it sounds like it just was the wrong showrunner to actually put the story together. Yeah. For me, it was surprising because, like, like you said, like some of the it with um, I forgot the, the Josh Duhamel, whatever Duhamel, the main yeah. guy. Yeah, the main, the main guy, like the beard and everything that he has on when he plays mm-hmm. as like his like his older self. I'm like, like really, like I get it if that character actually has a beard. I'm like, first of all, you could definitely find better beards or whatever. But I'm like, <laughs> could you have just done something where? I don't know. Maybe he like actually really keeps a beard, and you shoot those scenes with a beard first, and then. Like kind of like the Serpico thing that they did yeah, with Al Pacino, yeah. shoot the scenes where he had the beard first, and then have him shave it off and shoot the scenes like the other ones mm-hmm. later. Like I just feel like they could have find found ways to make it like just just that beard thing like was so like annoying to me that I was like every time I would look at it, I'm like this is so frustrating. Like why? Why it lo- literally looks like something they stuck on like that morning. It, and that's yeah, it. but it could just be as simple as I don't think they actually when they when they got these characters to audition. I don't think they had them audition with their garb. Because, yeah. believe it or not, maybe maybe it's just his face. Maybe his face doesn't deal well with a beard. Yeah. Maybe it's not the fact that it's the beard. It's because we've never seen him in a beard. We don't know what his face looks like. It just looks more and more fake. Yeah. But if, if they could get Henry Cavill to rock a mustache in Mission Impossible. Yeah. Like, you're telling me this, this was so hard that they couldn't figure out that this guy would look a little bit weird in the fake beard? Yeah. I just rhymed that that was so weird. <laughs> it, like, I, I agree with you. Like, it, it was, it, I think, like, even with the CGI stuff, like, I'm like, sometimes it, like, looks really cool. But then when you see certain villains who are obviously, like, not human looking, I'm like, that looks mm-hmm. so fake. That looks like something from, like, the 80s movie. But then you have, like, some cool CGI moments here. But then you don't. Like, I'm so confused. Like, like yeah. sometimes you can tell they spent so much money. And then sometimes you can tell that they had, like, no budget. And I'm like, this is just coming out. And I'm like, okay, fine. You, you can put that stuff aside. You can still like mm. move on and, 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 you know, deal with the story. But then that's when the story parts comes in where I'm like, the story was just like, the it, it was like interesting. And then it became like the most basic storyline possible. Obviously I'm not going to reveal like the, the main reveal that happened at the end. I mean, it doesn't really matter because there's no going to, there's not any subsequent season <laughs> coming out, but, but still like, it's just like the most basic story. And I'm like, really like, this is mm. what you build it up towards. Like, Wow. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I was I was kind of excited, but I think maybe I shouldn't have read the reviews. Maybe I should have watched it anyways. But I don't think it was only me. Like, there's a lot of people who didn't watch it compared to what Netflix was expecting. Yeah, yeah. So um, it this cannot be a surprise to them. And it shows, and again, it goes to show how important a good showrunner is in all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if I'm ever going to watch it, to be very honest. Um, yeah, given no, I that like, I now know it's been cancelled, I don't yeah. really know if I want to. I know, I mean, talking about, like, other adaptations, I should definitely, like, mm. quickly talk about Sweet Tooth, because um, um, I was yeah. I was interested. Have you watched this at all, or no? No, 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 not yet, not yet. Okay, so I'll give, like, in terms of an overview of this show itself, Sweet Tooth is basically about 
like i feel like oh, i have to give like a bit of a backstory but okay like no i'm just gonna you know what i'm not even gonna do that it's just about a boy yeah in this world where human animal hybrids are a thing mm-hmm. and human and animal hybrids are let's just say discriminated against because mm-hmm. of this in this apocalyptic was, world yeah. they are being blamed for what's happening in the world for that ap- apocalypticness mm-hmm. i don't know whatever whatever the thing is basically they're being blamed for it in a sense and this boy is part goat part human in a way like part like he has horns basically and it's called sweet tooth it's called sweet tooth because he has a sweet tooth he likes sweet stuff like that's that's why it's like it's just a name uh, to and basically yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna leave it there just because okay. if i mention characters it can ruin stuff if i mention the like all the stuff yeah like you know what? i'm just gonna leave it there but as you can imagine when the show was coming out there was because robert downey jr and his wife they mm. i think both of them did produce the show and they themselves kind of stated stated that they were a little bit worried about releasing the show because it does talk about a virus that caused a lot of issues yeah. and then they kind of went into this world and there was like especially with everything that's happening now they were like we don't know if we should be putting a show out like this but you know luckily enough knock on wood everything is going great right now in most mm-hmm. countries stuff like that so i feel like it was a perfect time for it to come up but mm. that was kind of the main thing and i haven't finished it yet uh so savannah and i uh my girlfriend and i both of us have been watching it we we've got to like i think maybe episode five episode six i think i think there's only seven or eight episodes not like that long and like yeah we were hooked we really enjoyed it we were surprised by how engaging it was and how the characters were like you really you really like the characters in the show mm-hmm. and like anyone that's interested in this show and interested in adaptation if you already know it because it came from a comic book series like if you already know it i'm sure you've already watched it but if you're if you were someone like me who just wanted to watch an a cool fantasy adaptation it, like you know apocalyptic ad- adaptation of sorts or whatever like this is definitely a show you should check out I, it might not be a show for everyone i will say that but i really enjoyed it you know, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to it um i've heard really really good things about it and it definitely is in the wheelhouse and yes um there's some of the reviews do talk about the fact that it's a post-apocalyptic world which might hit too close to home given where we are but i think going in knowing that actually helps because yeah. it helps you prepare mentally that look it's going to be in this universe it doesn't mean that that has any you know you know what i'm saying like it helps you separate yourself from it a little bit but yeah. yeah no that's that is definitely was on my list to watch this weekend but then i got distracted by other things so um i have to get there i have to watch it hopefully by the time we record this next we will have a more spoiler filled review of it yeah i feel like um, one thing i feel like i i maybe you have it this plan for later on but i definitely want to mm-hmm. hear what you think about uh bo burnham and his inside yeah um uh, before we go though i have to, I have to tell you shadow and bone got renewed for season two of it course. is I mean, that was happening expected. it that is was happening it is finally happening it took them way too long netflix if you're listening don't take this long again but it's finally happening i mean i I'm, i just hope like i know that like right now e3 is happening which is like this gaming convention and they kind of netflix yeah. they had its own mini conference and then announced a lot of like games that are being turned into Netflix shows and they did kind of mention about The Witcher and they showed mm. some clips or, or screenshots and then The Witcher is coming like I think uh, was it September? I think it might have been September. Yes. It was like a weird like time basically it is coming this year but I, in my mind I'm like okay does this mean that the third season for The Witcher is going to take another two years like what's happening like are we going to have like a proper cadence of like a yearly release or mm. is it going to be alright it's going to be like let's just wait for two to three years and like hopefully kind of like almost like Sherlock let's wait for like all these years and they'll get back together to do another no. season so I'm I mean, really hoping they figure that out. I hope not. I think COVID did 
scrap it a little bit because last year, I think second season was supposed to come out in 2020. But um, I'm hoping that it will be faster because, you know, I'm really, really, really looking forward to The Witcher. And Netflix is also going to have something like a Witcher con or something uh, yeah, early July. I don't get that. I don't get um, that. I think most people are like, they're doing it so that they can officially release the trailer, you know, make a big deal about it. And that's fair enough. You know, whatever. Yeah. Netflix can do it. I'm happy with it. Um, but um, I think they also released something about Sandman, which also I'm very excited about because I really like Neil, Neil Gaiman's writing. Yeah. Um, and we've, I mean, I've already said, on here i i absolutely loved good omens the book and yeah. the adaptation so i can't wait to see what the sandman is going to be like um but yeah i I just wanted to make sure that uh, i told you that shadow and bone is renewed so i'm very excited now i know like the, the witcher con thing is like <laughs> you can tell like the with the witcher con they're 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 so hard like they're just trying to push this yeah. towards this lord of the rings star trek star wars territory of, of like we just want a con where it's all about this and i'm like yeah yeah, that makes sense when you have like six, seven movies or whatever in your <laughs> belt or three or five, like four or five TV shows plus movies and everything under your belt and yeah. like, you know, a lifelong fan. Like, I'm like, okay, Witcher just had its one season, hmm. right? Which people loved. It had one game, Witcher 3, which people really, really loved. And that's it. We have two things so far. Let it yeah. actually get to a point where a Witcher con just makes sense. <laughs> like, don't yeah, just be I like, think- all right, let's do a Witcher con. <laughs> I think they're just trying to capitalize as much as, as much as they can exactly. in this it's universe. Like Shadow and Bone Con gets announced tomorrow. Like that's the, the same because idea. Because you can't do like you can't do actual like live cons anymore. Yeah. And I think they just well, to, I think even the San Diego Comic Con is supposed to be online again this year, like last year. Yeah. So, um, I'm 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 not fast. I, I honestly promote it however you want. Just release it to us. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. You you want to have as many cons as you do? Fine. We will we will deal with it. But if it's September, then I'm even more excited because that means it's three more months and we'll have it. Yeah. Um, that and the Mandalorian are probably the two I'm most excited to see the next seasons of this year. Um, obviously, you know, there's other shows like Loki and stuff which have just started coming out. But the as for next seasons are concerned, these ones are very, very excited. And Kenobi, I'm, I think I'm excited about Kenobi oh, like the most out of everything. <laughs> so my problem is, um, I don't know if you've ever talked about this on here. I have not watched in, in, in its entirety the um, 2000 late 90s versions of the Star Trek Star Wars movies, the, yeah. the episode one, two, and three. Yeah, the one with the, yeah, yes. the one with Koi Gon Jin and Obi. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've, I've watched the first one. I remember that with all the pod racing and stuff. Yeah. Um, two and three, very light in my brain. So I don't have a connection with Obi Wan Kenobi, as it were. I'm sorry. Like, episode four is the only way I know Obi-Wan, and even then it wasn't even McGregor. Yeah. So, I, I get it. I don't know. My excitement is, is like, I'm like, okay, but I don't know the backstory. Do I need to know the backstory? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, honestly, it might, it might just be another Mandalorian, you know, because no one really cared uh, about Mandalorian. No one really knew, like, they, they, it was like a new thing or whatever, and then, you know, we fell in love. So, I feel like, I feel like uh-huh. they're purposely trying to do this. They're trying to, like, capture not only, like, our hearts, the people that kind of grew up with, Evan McGregor as Obi Wan, but also like new new generation, right? That, that are just right. getting to Star Wars yeah. and saying, "Hey, look at this character." I mean, I love I love the universe. Like, I'm looking forward to Star Trek as well because I think they started shooting, um, the series with Christopher Pike. Who's Christopher Pike? Um, Anson Mount. So, did you ever did you ever finish watching Star Trek Discovery? No, no, no. Season no, two. Okay, you have to watch it. Please watch it. Because yeah. season two, we had see Christopher Pike, who we see, like everybody knows Christopher Pike. We've seen him a little bit in the original series. We've seen him in the J.J. Uh, Abrams movies a little bit. 
But Christopher Pike was never like a big main character, even though he's a very great captain. So they've got a series now coming out with Christopher Pike on his ship with Spock and uh, and his number one. And um, that's coming out as well soon. They're shooting in Toronto, if I'm not wrong. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Trek is like everything else. Here. Yeah. And um and they and I'm really excited about that because I really love so the actor playing Christopher Pike is Anson Mount. And okay. when you see his face, you'll you'll see him in places. But he just brings the Christopher Pike like he gives it such a good multi-dimensional uh personality that um I almost like him a little bit more than Kirk. And I don't <laughs> kill me, Star Trek fans. Do not. I still like Picard best. But still. Okay, no, it's probably Picard, uh, and then Chris Pine's Kirk. <laughs> okay, I like, think that will probably like, like rustle some the, feathers. Not cause... the William Shatner Kirk, but anyways, um, sorry, we went to Star Trek. Yeah, Bo Burnham. We need to talk about Bo Burnham. <laughs> I <laughs> so I watched his special called Inside, which he's he shot in what looks like a one room apartment. Yeah. Um, have you seen it? I mean, no, I've, I've, I've like watched like snippets. I haven't yeah. watched it properly, and I think the have plan you is seen to... his other specials? Mm, I don't think so. it might have been playing in the background once, and I just didn't realize his... it. So his normal style, he's he'll make a few jokes, and then he'll randomly start singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's the songs that sort of make the next jokes, and then he'll go to another topic altogether. So this is effectively his style. Yeah, that's that's all I'm gonna like. It's it's his style. Um, I laughed out loud so many times. And and when I say laugh out loud, like not, not like when we text laugh out loud. Like I actually laughed. Then <laughs> um he and then at and then at moments it was so real and so topical and so COVID centric that you laugh and then you kinda go, crap, that's serious. Yeah. So I mean I I think it's the most one of a kind special I've seen. Yeah. I really, really loved it. It was hilarious. It was very Bo Burnham. And if this makes people go watch his other specials, go do that. Yeah. Um, I tried to have it on in the background. That's what I tried, but I had to keep focusing on it. Like some songs he's got are so hilarious. Like this song's about FaceTiming with your parents and teaching them how to use the camera on their phones. <laughs> Um, like it's so it's so weird. It's so it's so like something that all of us, especially people who live away from their families, are used to. Yeah. Or especially in the COVID world. Um, I just think I mean, if you haven't seen it, I would definitely recommend it. If you're a Bo Burnham fan, you won't be disappointed. If you're not a Bo Burnham fan, but you're a comedy fan, you will still not be disappointed. Just go watch it. It's real. Yeah. Yes, it's very like of course he's in a room, he's in isolation. Like of course it's 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 visual, it's in your face that he's by himself. But yeah, I think I think like that, I think like it it's kind of like the same recommend that you gave me for Daniel Sloss and I really liked his comedy and like his <laughs> his focus on very specific topics and how he's able to kind of be comedic about the right things and talk serious about the right things. Right. Uh, and you know, I, I I like that Bo Burnham does the same thing. And you know, talking about things that are not very real. Um, David mm. Schumer is in this show called Intelligence. <laughs> I think Ooh. the amount of both talk that David Schumer has in his face is definitely turning him to something that does not look real anymore. But are he you is. Serious? I mean, oh I don't gosh. know. I mean, you've seen him in Friends in the reunion. Like, he does not. He looks like he he's gone. He looks fine. Something. I thought he looked no. fine. His face has stuff in there. His face looks like he's he's put stuff in there. Like, it's not. He's not. <laughs> he's not looking like David Schumer no more. I don't know what's happening. Uh, but but he is in the show called Intelligence, which 
um i don't know if i talked about it. I, don't, I don't think i talked about this but like it's basically so. a british show it's only it only has six episodes i think it got renewed for season two and season two is supposed mm. to be coming out now i think but basically it's about this american agent from uh, like on, i think cia side who goes mm-hmm. to the mi5 or mi6 whatever in in uh, uk and mm-hmm. he basically is like the american liaison for them in a sense and it has uh, like there's like this I think I believe he's Indian, but like this Indian British guy, he was in the in the show called Ted Lasso as well. I forgot the guy's name, mm-hmm. but he's like like a researcher on that side, and they just kind of show like him and David Schumer's character he just kind of become friends and like this weird back and forth, and David Schumer just being so full of himself because he's like I'm an American CIA agent, and like you know uh. like this, it was just like a very cool back and forth, and I, I was surprised that I, I like I enjoyed that show as much as I did to the mm-hmm. point that I am pretty excited about uh, about the season two, but. I like I definitely recommend it for people because I think like after the Friends reunion, like, there was a time before the Friends reunion where I was like, "Yeah, why don't they do a, a season together? Why don't like we see some of these people like in other shows mm-hmm. or other stuff like David Schwimmer and and Matt LeBlanc and stuff like that?" And then obviously when you see a photo of them all together, you realize that like you know the amount of like Botox that's been put in there, the set might explode, right? <laughs> it's a fire hazard. So no. I think I totally get why they don't want to do the show right now. So I think like that's why it, it's it's good to see that like I'm seeing them in other stuff like David Schwimmer and other stuff because I really like David Schwimmer and like he's really funny. Mm. And I'm I'm always like in my brain I'm like why was he not in like comedy films and comedy show keep right. TV shows like more often? So. I'm glad that he's in something. It seems like it's doing well, and hopefully they just keep uh, belting mm-hmm. this out. I, I I gotta check it out. I I I don't think I've seen it on any of the common ones. So I'm assuming it's gonna be on one of those things like ABC or SBS or something in Australia. Yeah. But um, they, that's where they get a lot of the BBC stuff. So I'll, I'll I'll definitely have a look. For me, I always keep thinking of David Schwimmer, and I always think back to his role, like his two episode role in Better Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> like. It was a weird comedic relief, but at the same time, not. Yeah. And that just like it shows he's got really good acting chops. Like it's not just a comedy actor, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's good. Okay, that makes that reminds me. I, I want to go back and watch my Funner Brothers. Um, I know, it it kind of sucks because I I was thinking about that again. Like I was like, man, like it was it would be so cool if they do something together. But like I said, like like when when you see them now, it's nothing to do with them. Like the way they they look. Because I think Matt LeBlanc and and mm. uh, Lisa Kudrow, they just mm. feel like they aged Very normally. Yes. Like I would, yeah. Like for me, I would like, yeah. That's how they would look now. I totally get that. Whereas yeah. everyone else, I'm like, like what happened? Like why? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. You know, like it's just like, uh, like did you like need to? I, I, again, I don't know about Matthew Perry either because Matthew Perry might have actually like not gotten stuff done either. But like, no, but they, Matthew they just, Perry was there's a lot of substance abuse, so that also yeah. does impact your your physical. Exactly, but like exactly, like just like seeing them, I'm like, it just does not look right. Like, it just looks. I'm like, no, this like some some of them have like all this stuff like in their body or in their faces that makes them look yeah. so off. And then some of them look normal. I'm like, what's happening? I'm like, I mean, you know what? If you, Let's leave it. If you actually see close-ups of Jennifer Aniston, I really don't think she's got much. Done. Okay. Um, aged gracefully. Um, I think it's just that she was a lot of younger than the cast as well, or yeah. at least some of the cast. So um, that might be it, but yeah, look, it's. I still, I st- I'm still so disappointed in it. Yeah, I just, I just, yeah. I'm so, like, just disappointed. Like you know when you feel like something's gonna be like a warm hug, but it's really not. Yeah. And I'm. It was just one of those things, but look, it is what it is, right? Like it's um, as long as you know, 
some people had decent sense of nostalgia we can deal with it talking of nostalgia i want to talk about this because i'm really pissed off about this movie like really really pissed off (laughs) Um, so I finally, now then, you know, I, I was like, okay, I was wasting time on Disney Plus and I went, okay, you know what, let's just, let's watch the Mulan live action. Out of all the classic movies, live actions they've done, Mulan was the only one I was excited about. Because the original story was great. It wasn't all, um, love stories and, and, you know, flowers and things like that. It was actually a decent story. And I wanted to see how that would translate to the live action. Now, first things you hear is no Mushu. I'm like, okay, fine. I get it. Like, how the hell are you going to bring, like, a guardian like that? It just doesn't seem make sense, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll buy it. Then they say, oh, well, there's no Li Shang. Okay. Fine. That means there's no love interest, right? So they've decided to change that. Then you've got people like Donnie Yen in there, who is a genius, like a massive genius. The only thing, like, the one word in my brain as I finished watching it was, what the hell? (laughs) I'm all, like, the fact that they wanted to bring in realistic cultural interpretations and, um, and people to actually embody part of, like, Chinese culture is impressive. And I love that they did that. But you still have to have a story at the end of the day. And they had none. I, I'm I'm not kidding when I say I finished watching it and I immediately went to the old Mulan movie and rewatched that. <laughs> and if I ever want to watch that again, I'm going to go to the old one, not this one. Yeah. It was it was just such a weird story, weird things coming together. They didn't they. It was just one thing after another. Like they had, they had um, Jet Li. Yeah. It they the the amount of genius on the cast is amazing. And the fact that they couldn't get a decent story, I'm still so frustrated by it because this could have been so amazing. It unfortunately just felt like a, a, a you know because the, it's no secret that. You know, China is a great place in terms of, mm-hmm. for Hollywood especially nowadays, um, mm-hmm. I think especially since the superhero films started coming out, like just Marvel stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, China is a great place for Hollywood and obviously for a lot of these Hollywood studios and everything to like make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I, I for me, I was like, okay, you know, they're doing Mulan. This is like obviously, uh, you know, paying homage and it's it's for a, a film or like animated film that was, you know, it's like loved by a mm-hmm. lot of people. So it just makes sense. They're doing, you know, Allah then doing, they did, they did Jungle Book. Like they're doing all the stuff that makes sense. So for me, I was like, okay, this is like perfect. And and then over time, mm-hmm. the information that came out about the film, the mm-hmm. stuff having behind the scenes, the, just everything that's coming out and stuff like that. And obviously the story and all this. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm so confused. Like, like this is like, this was like the most simple cut thing that you had to do. Right. And somehow you messed it up and it became like this thing, this joke of like, this is like how not to do a, a, a yeah. movie that you could that, that's supposed to do well, but didn't. Like the one thing I keep getting stuck on is they decided to remove the character of Li Shang. Yeah. And the reasoning behind it was that they said, well, in this Me Too universe, it will be too weird for her to be having a relationship with her superior. But if you go back and watch the original movie, they were not in a relationship when he was her superior. Yeah. They didn't flirt. He didn't, they, they, there was nothing untowards. He didn't even know she was a girl. Yeah. 
So what they got together after, after they found out, after they've saved China, after he's, she's become a general in the army or whatever. So for me, you, they're making a, a, an equal, like, uh, they're making an assessment of something that wasn't an issue. If you go back to watch the original movie, at no time does it look like it's a superior forcing somebody to do something they didn't want to do. Yeah. And it was very clear. It was very consenting. It was very in. Like it was. It was a very simple interpretation. But to take out that relationship, um, they they then dumped in these other pieces. Like they had Donnie Yen as the general, and they completely underutilized him. The, the, yeah. The Donnie Yen who can be that that was not him. The Star Wars, yeah. like you know, the Force is with me. I'm with the Force. Like that. That's not this guy was. Then you've they've got other people like like a like another person in the in the team, and and it looks like they're giving each other looks or whatever. But it was, it was the weirdest thing ever. It was like they were forcing something which wasn't there. And for me, that was weird. Yeah. If you're going to set out and say we're not going to talk about relationships because she shouldn't be in a relationship with her superior officer or whatever, fine. Take that entire equation out. Don't try to force something which wasn't there in the first place. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, I think obviously it was Disney being uh, a little cautious with everything that was happening and stuff. And I think it should have been done with a, a better idea in mind in terms of, you know, just like a better creative mind in mind, creative, like just more creative, I guess, in general. I don't even know what I'm trying to say with that. But like the idea that I think the problem was that like, if they're trying to adapt it, like see what they feel is wrong and then mm. correct that in this film. And be like, look, okay, we're going to have Li Sheng. That was a big character. That was an important character because it's, you know, it's part of the development and everything like that. Mm. Okay, let's let's find a way to adapt in terms of, you know, what what it should have been. Not mm. be like, you know what, let's just cut it out. It's like, wait, what? Like, no, but like, you know, like that's, that character is not a bad character. That's still a good character. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, that was still, a, he was a good character. He was good for his men. Like, when you go back and watch the original movies, even I watched both Mulan 1 and 2. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I literally went back to that and I did not think at any stage I had heard anything about how that was an issue. Hell, I mean, I think that there's probably more of an issue with them dramatizing a romance in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you get where I'm coming from? Like, it's it seemed to be a stupid hill to die on, yeah. which is take out this character when nobody had that complaint in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> and... It just took the whole thing out, like, and and I'm like, I'm I don't know I I don't know the actress who played Mulan, um, maybe it was just that the dialogue wasn't correct or whatever, but at no point did you actually sympathize with her, empathize with her, understand yeah. where she's coming from. There was barely any emotion there. Yeah. In fact, when you and when you go back to the first movie, and I don't know if you remember this in the in the beginning, you know when she's getting ready and she chops off her hair. And she goes to take her dad's stuff. Um, and there's all the music in the background and all of that stuff. That was a more emotional moment mm-hmm. than anything they did in, the, in this entire movie. It was it was just one big disappointing thing. I lost <laughs> interest after a while, but I was like, I want to still watch it because I want to tell you exactly what's wrong with it. Yeah. And then I'm going to go go watch the original one because that was much better. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's good that you kind of got out of the way because I remember when it first came out, everyone was like, wait, I'm paying for the subscription service, but then you want me to pay <laughs> right. on top of that? And it was like a really weird approach to it, everything. So look, I think in the end, they made the money that they were supposed to or they wanted to. And, and they're, I think they're still going ahead with the sequel. Uh, which Are they? I, 
I think so. Like I don't. I'm like I don't know. I don't even know what. With, with Disney, certain things like I feel like they've lost track. I feel like it's just like, like ten or fifteen people in suits just kind of deciding what needs to be done next. I don't versus understand what this is, reboot what is, thing. Yeah, it, there was a time when like you know Disney felt magical, but mm. now Disney feels very corporate. It feels like, oh, they're releasing a movie now. Like all oh, my brain's like, okay, so how are they gonna make money off of this? What's the plan? Oh, I see. Okay, that's how they're gonna make but, money. Before it was like. Oh my god! What's Wally? It's about this little robot. What's that right. robot? Like you know, there was like a difference. But this is, like, this is my problem though. Like they've got movies. Like for example, Luca that's coming out, which is a Pixar movie, which yeah. they're releasing on Disney Plus, like they released Soul with no yeah. premiere access. The original movies is what you should be making us pay for, not yeah. the remakes. We know the story of Mulan. We know the story of Lion King. This yeah. is Raya and the Last Dragon. I fully get premiere access. That's the one that I really want to watch next because I've heard such good things about it. Yeah. Disney has original material. It's not like they don't. What I don't understand is why they keep hanging their their thing on these old sort of remakes. I mean, they're they're coming out with Little Mermaid as well. Yeah. And I want to see what that's going to be like because there are other themes in there that we should be talking about. Like self-esteem. Like, hey, let's not give up your your voice for a guy. There There are... there are such themes in the older movies, and if they try to fix them, then fix them correctly. Yeah. I I keep getting stuck at Mulan. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Mushu, I was like, you know what? Fine. I will take it. Yeah. I will, even though I don't think, I, I think they could have still made it work. I was like, fine. Maybe they just, they just didn't want to do the CGI. Exactly. And that's I, I, where my brain was going with it. I feel like I should also bring up, I was just like looking this up as well. We should definitely also just quickly segue towards uh, DC and Warner Brothers for a second because I think Warner and Discovery merge or the merger yes. thing has yes. has officially been done, right? So it is going to be called Warner Discovery or Warner Brothers Discovery. Mm. I forgot what it was. But basically, it it does seem like, yeah, like Discovery and, and that CEO, that group will be kind of Ma- managing the, the streaming arm yeah 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 and, and basically they'll be leading the charge for any of the comic book stuff i and guess also the like they, they'll be leading the charge for all hbo max as well okay so okay. effectively it sounds like and this guy seems to be very much not as corporate or bureaucratic as the disney person as the one of this person sorry not disney um so the 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 rumors or whatever is that um if there's a good case then, uh, for example, a Snyderverse for HBO Max might actually become a reality. Yes, finally, find right. someone on our corner. I mean, maybe, maybe he was <laughs> the the new CEO. Maybe they themselves were going on Twitter writing hashtag Snyderverse, and they got the job. They're like, all right, I'm just, <laughs> I have control now. Don't worry, <laughs> I got your own back. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think I'm. I think Snyderverse actually hit a lot of people very strongly. Yeah. Um, and probably it was more because of how much we hated the first movie. Maybe we wouldn't have liked this so much if this is what would have come out back then. Yeah. But yeah. we hated the first movie so much that this came out so amazingly. So if this gets us any closer to a HBO Max version of Snyderverse, and our, our idea still stands, you don't need to do two more movies, Zack Snyder. Just do one more. Yeah. Have flashbacks to what happened, so we don't have to deal with the you know depressing make it, stuff. Yo, make it like four hours long. You know, make it but into yes. parts. Break it into right. like a season, like a mini series. <laughs> I'll be fine. Like I've, as, as long as like we just get to see that vision. And I think because I feel like Henry Cavill over time yeah. has gotten to a point where he's becoming more and more of like, like this person who's one with the people. 
You know, like mm. one with the, he is one with the gamers right now. He's like, I'm, mm. I'm in Witcher. I'm building my game PC. I'm streaming. I'm gaming. I'm, uh, I'm like, uh, there's like a, a, a series called Mass Effect that's very popular in the gaming. On like, I, I, that's like one of my favorite gaming series, like famous, um, a big RPG series. And he had a script in his hand which had basically some words in it that was that was going back to the Mass Effect universe. So it seems like he's doing like another Netflix show no or something way. in that universe, and he's again like gonna be. Uh, a lead in that so i feel like he's one 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 of the people right now he understands like if if people think snyderverse he sees it and he's Mm. probably like all right let's see what i can do let's see what i can try and do on my side to see if i can push this and if i'm in i'm sure you know jason momoa as aquaman um as as one woman they're already they're already in those roles they're already there uh same with flash so they're like look this is just us doing another thing right and i I was Mm. like i was saying before like ben affleck has never looked better i don't know no. like he obviously had some issues with alcohol and substance abuse but he turned it around because whenever i see photos of him now i'm like damn yo this he looks like batman like he yeah. looks so good now and i'm just like please why can't you put him like this in batman like I just know. shoot the batman you shoot I him right know. now i know he's i know him and jennifer lopez are hanging on quite a bit just shoot him right there I put know. jennifer lopez I'm, in there somehow too i'm so with you with this because i just <sighs> It would be so good. And like with, with Henry Cavill, like I told you, it was the last time. Um, He's now coming in the Highlander reboot as well. Yeah, yeah. So he is going full he's becoming steam a cultural, ahead. He's becoming a cultural like deity to yeah, all the, but, all but the it's amazing. descenders but out there like myself. <laughs> the fact that he's now very comfortable going between movies and TV is, is I think, great. Because a lot of actors, once they become popular movie actors, they don't want to come back to TV. Yeah. So I'm. I really like that he's okay with it because you know he's great as the Witcher. We don't want him to go away. We don't want him to go. Um, we want him to do other roles like this. Hell, we want him to be Superman again. I know. But but more than that, I think I'm like and and Highlander is one of those that has a cult following and it has a, had a cult following for years. Yeah. So one of my plans is because the whole of the Highlander series is on Amazon Prime, and. I've been meaning to go back and watch it because it's one of those cult shows or movies of the eighties um, that everybody loves so much. Yeah, and uh, I really want to see what it's what it's going to be like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like I just I was telling you that I, I just got like a, a surround sound setup um, mm. in my place and and I I kind of wanted I was like you know what I'm gonna start buying some 4K Ultra HD like movies and just like putting in my PS5 and, and watching this yes. you know with surround sound. And like I actually saw on Amazon that they had the Lord of the Rings set recently come out, which is like 4K Ultra HD, like is it Dolby extended? Atmos. I, I think yeah, I think I believe so. Okay, it's like then a, it's fine. You can only watch the extended version. Nobody watches yeah. the theatrical cut. And like I'm, I need to. I haven't bought it yet because I'm still deciding because I'm like, oh my god, this is so tempting. But like part of me is like, why can't it just be on, on a streaming service? But I'm like, okay, if it's on streaming service, it won't be as good because no. obviously it's still streaming it. So I'm like. I'm like, and like automatically in my brain, a part of that, like the, the soundtrack starts playing and I get so nostalgic and emotional. <laughs> and it was like a weird, it was a weird, like, w- like whirlwind of emotions. I don't know what the hell was happening. Maybe like, I don't know what I, I like, hey, I, if my, I, influence I all day. Is, my influence is paying off. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. If, I just, something like just happened. Something just triggered in me. And I was just like, uh, like why am I getting so emotional? With this <laughs> in my brain? And like, I, I really need, I really want to buy that set and just go through that because I'm, yeah. yeah. It's just something about no, I, it. Look, I'm I'm with you on that. Like uh, for me, once I watch the extended verse of um, of 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 uh, a lot of the rings, I've never been able to watch the theatrical version again. So here we do yeah. have it on streaming service. We have it on uh, I think it's Netflix if I'm not wrong. 
Um, but I've never been able to go back. Even with The Hobbit, even as much as I did not like The Hobbit, um, the extended universe, the extended cuts add a little bit more color. Yeah, yeah. As it were. But Lord of the Rings, I've never looked back. It's always been the extended cut with every single scene, with every single thing. And one day I am going to lock my friends in and we're going to do a 12-hour movie marathon. Yeah, look, I, I don't, I have, you know, I know you have a Nintendo Switch, but you have a 4K TV. I just do not, you need yeah. to have a 4K Blu-ray player. Like, even if you need to buy a PS4 for it or Why? an Xbox. But like, it's I'm telling work. you, like, but like, that's what I'm saying. This is, I mean, this is the whole thing I'm trying to do right now. Because like, streaming it versus watching the actual disc 4K Blu-ray is a very different experience. Because yeah. again, like, you just won't be able to get that same quality uh, when you stream something. So like mm-hmm. I don't know like I if I'm doing it I feel like you should definitely be doing it. You can even just buy a 4K Blu-ray player for pretty cheap because you don't even have to buy a, yeah, a console. Yeah. You can buy it. I'm pretty sure you can get it for like a hundred dollars or, or less at this point. Well, yeah. Look, I've, I've been throwing around whether I want to get an Xbox Xbox or a PS5. Well, good luck finding um, one. <laughs> yeah, if you can find. There was the other day. I saw it in in one of our local shops. Um, but anyways, I think I I don't know yet. But I also then also need to realize that I need to then start buying DVDs or whatever. And I've been well, really I bad want, at actually doing it. I think before the Xbox stuff, all that stuff, I think you need to invest in a Stono setup, like a surround sound setup, <laughs> because that itself with what you have now will change the game. Yeah, and then, yeah, and yeah, then you can, true, and true. then yeah, make your house into a theater and then start getting the other stuff. <laughs> we'll never go to the actual theater. That's the problem. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the problem, isn't it? Like I'm, I'm, I've been itching to go back to the theater because I really want to watch A Quiet Place Part Two. Yeah. yeah um. And I just haven't made it because I really, I really think I want, I want to watch it in the theater to see what it's going to be like. Because I remember being so quiet when I was watching the first movie at home. I know, and see, this is what happens like when some people are lucky and are in countries where things are open and you can go to theaters, whereas <laughs> we just were allowed to go to patios. So I love that you're from your side. You're like, I, I could, I can go see it, but I haven't gotten the time, and I'm like, Yo, I, <laughs> I can't, I can barely leave the Sorry. house, but. <laughs> no. I know. Well, not only that, the government gave us all these vouchers. They're like, "Oh, go, go eat out. Go, go to the theaters. Go oh to museums. God. Spend some money." Yeah. Our government didn't have to do that. They were like, "Yo, we locked you in since like October, so we know you want to get out. We know you're gonna spend money. So just go." <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we will leave it here. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. Please email us at fresh off the screen podcast at gmail.com that's fresh off the screen podcast at gmail.com let us know what you've been watching if there's anything we should check out and what are your thoughts about shows that we've been talking about stuff like sweet tooth mulan bo burnham intelligence let us know and please check out our youtube channel at fresh off the screen i will put all the links in the description below thank you so much harvey i will see you next thank time thank you bye